0: Good morning, morning. welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Church of Kent. We gather as a diverse and inclusive spiritual community that seeks to inspire love, work for justice, and grow in community. No matter your gender, age, economic status, political affiliations, affectional or sexual orientation, spirituality or beliefs, you are welcome here.
1: I've to go my very first service auction with you last night, and it was a great time. The food was wonderful. The bidding was fierce. Y'all are pretty competitive. <laughs> and I want to share with you that so far we have raised $27,455. I want to give a shout out to our auction team for an amazing job. Well done. And also to let you know there are events still available, please go downstairs and visit with Lois Weir after services if there's an event you'd like to uh, buy. And then the items that were bought at the auction last night will go into the holiday share. As always, thank you for your amazing generosity. As Unitarian Universalists, we light a flame within a chalice as a symbol of sanctuary and safety to unite us in our worship as a sign of life's beauty and wonder, and to remind us of our ongoing search for the light of truth within us and among us, our chalice lighter this morning is Isabel.
0: <laughs>
1: oh,
0: When I was a little girl, I would often accompany my grandfather on his late night rounds of his farm. Even in the winter months, I would trudge alongside him while he put the horses to bed and made sure the dog was safe in her doghouse. Oftentimes while he was busy, I would go and lie in the big field and stargaze. The sky would be filled with millions of bright, shining stars. I would look for the constellations I knew and invent new ones. I particularly enjoyed going out there in the winter months. It would be so very quiet, a hush lying over the snow, almost as if the world, like me, was holding its breath in anticipation of the holidays to come. The snow would be crisp and pristine like a painter's fresh canvas, and it seemed to have an inner light all its own. This is what I remember most vividly, how the snow seemed to light the field with its soft glow. Even at that tender age, the bright winter snow opened my heart and mind to miracles and hope. I felt a connection to something much larger than myself, even if I could not name it. It was my very own light in the darkness. Come, let us worship together. Our opening hymn can be found as an insert in your order of service, give light. Our first reading is Reflections on Hanukkah by Lone Jensen. How do we, as Unitarian Universalists, make sense and meaning of Hanukkah? I mean as more than a tradition of respect. It is a given that we do that. First of all, the lights of Hanukkah have nothing to do with the sun's return. Instead, they remind us of another kind of inner light, the hope and courage of our human hearts. We may have banished the darkness of the night with our cities of light, but we have not banished in humanity terror and cruelty from our world. It is because of the other darkness, that of the human heart, that we must light candles to remind us that it does not have to be so. Some years, we light the menorah in peace and goodwill, celebrating our gifts, our sacred community, our family, and the joy of the human heart. Other years, we have to light the candles in protest against the cruelties and violent darkness that is found in the human heart. We light candles as a message of hope that sometimes in this world, light does triumph over darkness. Good does conquer evil. We share in the ancient tradition with the candles as a symbol of the inward light that guides us through the outer darkness. As Unitarian Universalists, we believe that within each person there resides a spark of good. But that spark must be nurtured, or, like a flame in the wind, it will blow out, leaving us to try to find our way in utter darkness. We need candles of hope. We need faith. Faith, someone said, is nothing but all of our fondest hopes strung together. Let us keep faith with one another and remind our children that the real joy of this season is handed down carefully, tenderly from one generation to the next. Light your candles of hope. Be of good courage. Our second reading is The Feast of Lights by Emma Lazarus. Kindle the taper like the steadfast star, a blaze on evening's forehead o'er the earth, and add each night a luster till afar, an eightfold splendor shine above thy hearth. Clash, Israel, the symbols, touch the lyre, Blow the brass trumpet and the harsh tongue horn. Chant psalms of victory till the heart takes fire. The Maccabean spirit leap newborn. Remember how from wintry dawn till night, such songs were sung in Zion when again, on the high altar flamed the sacred light and purified from every Syrian stain, the foam-white walls with golden shields were hung, with crowns and silken spoils, and at the shrine, stood midst their conquered tribe, five chieftains sprung from one heroic stock, one seed divine. They who had camped within the mountain pass, couched on the rock and tended neath the sky, who saw from Mizpah's heights the tangled grass Choke the wide temple courts, the altar lie. Disfigured and polluted, who had flung their faces on the stones and mourned aloud and rent their garments wailing with one tongue. Crushed as wind swept, bed of reeds is bowed. Even they by one voice fired, one heart of flame. Though broken reeds had risen and were men, They rushed upon the spoiler and overcame. Each arm for freedom had the strength of ten. Now is their mourning into dance turned, their sackcloth doffed for garments of delight. Week-long the festive torches shall be burned, music and revelry wed day with night. Still ours the dance, the feast, the glorious psalm, the mystic lights of emblem and the word. Where is our Judas? Where our five-branched palm? Where are the lion warriors of the Lord? Clash, Israel, the cymbals. Touch the lyre. Sound the bright trumpet and the harsh-tongued horn. Chant hymns of victory till the heart takes fire. The Maccabean spirit leap, newborn.
1: This time of year, I have a ritual I do every night. I light a candle, and I watch how one small flame fills a room with light and dispels the darkness. I sit with that candle. I reflect on the darkness around us, not only the nights that are getting longer and colder, but the spiritual darkness these times, a darkness that comes from cruelty, greed, fear of those who do not have light skin or are undocumented or who do not share certain religious beliefs. At moments, I feel despair as I see the spiritual poverty in this country with its lack of compassion and disregard for human suffering and need, its blatant racism, political corruption, and idolatry of white nationalism. When I am pulled down into despair, I find comfort in that single candle and these words from the Gospel of John. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. The words in the first reading seem particularly apt. Lone Jensen writes, we may have banished the darkness of the night with our cities of light, but we have not banished inhumanity, terror, and cruelty from our world. It is because of the other darkness, that of the human heart, that we must light candles. To remind us that it does not have to be so, She says, some years we light the menorah in peace and goodwill, celebrating our gifts, our sacred community, our family, and the joy of the human heart. Other years we have to light the candles in protest against the cruelties and violent darkness found in the human heart. Today, our candles burn in protest of the darkness of the human heart. A darkness that tear gasses innocent people seeking refuge in our country. A darkness where someone with health insurance still has to start a GoFundMe to help pay for a life-saving surgery, a darkness where the blood of innocent black people runs through our streets, a darkness that has cost the lives of over 85,000 children in Yemen. But these candles also burn in hope. As we recall the stories of those through time whose inner light burned with a passion for freedom, and who rose up against injustice and oppression. Here now the story of Hanukkah, the story of a group of Jewish rebels, the Maccabees, who over 2,000 years ago fought for their religious freedom in the face of overwhelming odds. The story begins with Alexander the Great, who conquered the Jewish homeland of Judea. In the decades following, the Greeks sought to assimilate Judea to eradicate Jewish culture and religion, and replaced it with their own culture. They focused their efforts on Jerusalem, Judea's most important city and home of the Great Temple. My colleague John Millspaugh talks about how the Greeks oppressed the Jews in different ways. He says, the Greeks were smart. They knew that the Jews were enlightened people who revered education, literacy, and deep thinking. So they tried the soft, seductive approach first, rolling out the best of Greek philosophy, theater, and religion. This mass public relations campaign worked. Many Jews did leave behind their customs and culture to do as the Greeks did. This soft sell approach to religious conversion may not sound like tyranny, but it was very intentional and very effective in its oppression. Under the Greek ruler Antiochus IV, things were much worse with the reign of terror. Antiochus enacted a law that forced Jewish brides to sleep with Greek soldiers before they could marry their husbands. He leveled the temple altar, replacing it with a Greek altar on which he forced Jews to sacrifice to the Greek gods. He banned Sabbath observances and Torah study. He denied Jews most of their religion and culture. The streets were lined with Greek soldiers and dotted with Greek altars. The Jews seemed powerless in the face of these acts of oppression and violence. The Greeks had a strong, well-organized, well-trained army and modern weapons. And yet the Jews rebelled. In 167 BCE, an old Hasmonean priest named Mattathias began the resistance, and his son Judas Maccabee led the revolt after Mattathias's death. The Jews fought heroically in the face of impossible odds, using guerrilla tactics, rocks, and their bare hands against the Greeks who had armor. As the war progressed, both sides learned and gained strength. The Jews trained archers and slingers. The Greeks brought in war elephants. Even though the Jewish people knew that all they had to do to end the war was accept Greek culture as their own, they fought on. They kept hope alive in their hearts. Two years after the rebellion began, they won an incredible victory. When they returned to the temple in Jerusalem, they found it laid waste, their holy fire extinguished, their ritual objects stolen. They grieved keenly for this loss. But instead of throwing up their hands, Judah ordered the temple to be cleansed, a new altar to be built in place of the polluted one, and new holy vessels to be made. According to the Talmud, the rabbinic book of Jewish law, olive oil was needed for the light in the temple, which was required to burn throughout the night, every night. The Greeks had spoiled all but one small flask of oil, which contained enough oil for the lamp for one day. But the oil lasted for eight days, which was long enough to prepare a new supply of oil. The eight-day festival of Hanukkah was established to commemorate this miracle and the rededication of the temple. Every year since, for over 2,100 years, the Jewish people have celebrated Hanukkah. There are a series of rituals performed each day. An additional candle on the menorah is lit each night. The center candle is a shamash candle and is used to light the other candles, which are not used for anything other than to meditate on the Hanukkah story. These words are recited during or after the candles are lit. We light these lights for the miracles and the wonders, for the redemption and the battles that you made for our forefathers in these days at this season, Through your holy priests, during all eight days of Hanukkah, these lights are sacred, and we are not permitted to make ordinary use of them, except to look at them in order to express thanks and praise to your great name for your miracles, your wonders, and your salvations. As Emma Lazarus wrote, still ours is the dance, the feast, the glorious psalms, the mystic lights of emblem and the word. Where are the lion warriors of the Lord? Chant hymns of victory till the heart take fire, the Maccabean spirit leap newborn. Today we reflect on Hanukkah, which begins this evening. Because as Unitarian Universalists, we look to all the world's sacred wisdom in our continued search for truth. Judaism is part of our Western and Judeo-Christian heritage, as are many of the winter holidays. Our work is to engage with each of these holidays with humility, curiosity, and openness to the spiritual gifts they bring. Hanukkah is particularly powerful because it offers the gift of hope and the reminder that miracles do happen in this world. Yes, it is a miracle that a small group of people won freedom from an oppressor and that the lamp in the temple burned for eight days. But the real miracle is the ability of the human heart to continue to find hope in the darkest, most dangerous, most difficult times of life, and to share our unique inner light with the world, even if it means risking our lives. Do you know the story of Vedran Smailovic, the cellist of Sarajevo? Before the war, he was the principal cellist of the Sarajevo Opera. In the spring of 1992, during the Sarajevo War, one of the last bakeries still able to make bread in Sarajevo had a long line out the door, as usual, stretching far out into the street. At 4 o'clock in the afternoon, a shell hit directly into that bread line, and 22 people were killed. Smailovic lived nearby. When he saw the carnage that day outside his window, he decided to do what he could do best. Every day thereafter, at 4 o'clock, he put on his full formal concert attire, took up his cello, and walked out of his apartment into the battle raging around him. He sat in the crater where the shell had landed, and every day, for 22 days, he played Albanoni's Adagio as a tribute to the dead. Snipers fired at him and missed. Mortar shells exploded around him. But he played that music to the abandoned streets, the smashed trucks, the burning buildings, and to the terrified people, still hiding in the cellars who heard him. In an interview once, Smailevic said, I worry, I am afraid, but it is not enough to just pray for a better future. It is necessary that we take urgent, healthy action to return ourselves to the beauty of a life without fear. Smailevic dedicated himself to that act of light that brought hope and beauty to people living in fear. John Gibbs Millsbaugh asks and says, "The very word Hanukkah means dedication. What deserves our attention? Why are we here? What do we want our lives to be about?" Hanukkah is a time to remind ourselves and those around us of what we most value, to re-consecrate ourselves to those ideals. It is the story of the value of hope against hope. It is the story of how hope can upset the natural order of things. It is the story of a moment when, because of human hope, the inevitable didn't happen. What deserves our dedication? What is truly worthy of our lives and the energy of this community? How are we called to let our inner light shine and bring hope to this world, both as individuals and as a community? On this day as we remember the hope and the courage of the Maccabean rebels over 2100 years ago, let us rededicate ourselves to telling the stories of those whose courage inspires us to struggle for freedom and injustice. Let us rededicate ourselves as Unitarian Universalists to showing the world that the way of compassion and peace is the only true way of life. Let us rededicate ourselves to the deepest and the highest once again. And be that people whose inner light shines with the fierce beauty and power of hope for all to see. Let us continue to light candles of hope. Let us be of good courage. Let us be that light that cannot be overcome by darkness. May it be so, and together in the spirit of love and hope, we can make it so. Invite us into a moment of silent reflection. In these times of darkness, the beacon light of hope and love must be tended so that it shines in the world and guides us on our way. This congregation, the UU Church of Kent, is a beacon of light, love, and hope that shines brightly because each of you so generously give of your time, your talent and gifts, and your financial resources. Thank you. In the spirit of gratitude for the gift of one another in this community and to ensure that our light will continue to shine brightly, we now give and receive the offering as a sign of our shared commitment to the life and work of this community and beyond. Will the ushers please come forward? Oh yeah. (laughs) These are the words of US Senator from New Jersey, Cory Booker. You cannot banish darkness by cursing it. The only way to get rid of darkness is light and to be the light yourself. And now with the light of hope burning brightly in our hearts, and renewed in our promise to be bearers of the light in the world, let us go forth in peace and in hope to continue inspiring love, seeking justice, and growing in community. May it be so. Blessed be. And amen.